Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves in one. My name is Rich Lebrun, and I am the founder and CEO of Lebrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Our special guest today is Claire Chubbuck. She is the founder of Cathartic Realism. Claire is a future of film and is an emerging female director taking the best from both her parents and fusing it together to bring life into a new genre of film, Cathartic Realism, which we're going to get a chance to learn more about. The Cathartic Realism allows artists to tell the story of their personal experience of emotional survival, written, filmed, and acted with the motivating factors of finding understanding, growth, and ultimate catharsis. Claire creates films that help artists deal with their traumas with cathartic realism, a, a take on the true story genre, which allows artists to depict their truth, how they felt, and ultimately come out victorious. She works with actors to, to use their defining events in their lives to make art, both as a director and a teacher. Uh, cathartic realism is taking on storytelling through the artistic lens of empowerment through the Chubbuck technique. Maybe we'll get a chance to learn a little bit about that as well. After graduating from New York University at Tisch School of the Arts with honors, recipient of the Founders Award and BFA in filmmaking, in 2012, Claire went on to make multiple award-winning films, short films. In 2020, How I Lost My Virginia won over 17 awards and was shown at several high-profile film festivals, including Beverly Hills Film Festival, Chain Film Festival, Santa Monica International Film Festival, and many more. Claire personally won the Best Direction at the Best Shorts Competition, in addition, Best First-Time Director at Canadian Cinematography Awards. The first theatrical showing of the short was at Marina Del Rey Film Festival, where the film won the Audience Award for Best Short. Claire currently has two short film, four films in post-production, two in pre-production of film and development. I think Claire is a very busy person, so we're lucky to have her. And with that said, welcome, Claire. Thank you. What a fabulous introduction. Thank you for, <laughs> ooh, it's my entire life. Um, thank you for having me. Well, thank you. And as we talk a little bit before the show, this is going to be a different twist. I want to uh, let it be free flowing. This is going to be business. This is going to be passion. You are definitely in a passion industry, which I think is very exciting. Um, but what we like to do to start out is let's tell me your story. You are a self-made film director, a leader in, in your field, uh, but you decided to go all in, bet on yourself. I'd love to hear that story, how this all came about. Well, so I started at... Um... Well, my parents first uh, are both in the entertainment industry, and I thought they're both very successful in the entertainment industry. And I thought that I wanted to be on the business side of it. So I was working at AMC right out of NYU, working on Mad Men, Breaking Bad. Like I, I, as an executive, as a very young executive, felt that I was really living my best life. I came out uh, to LA and worked at Participant Media. Uh, they made uh, Inconvenient Truth, Lincoln, um, Good Night, Good Luck. And I was really on a trajectory to become a very professional, uh, successful, young executive in that studio side. But then um, I, so I'm 25, I'm pretty young. Um, I had a fiance die of a drug overdose. And, 
you can imagine my surprise when I didn't even know he was doing drugs to find someone that you feel you're going to spend the rest of your life with, have kids, have, you know, grow to old age together when you find them dead in their car. It created a, um, sorry, I still get choked up talking about it, even though it happened so long ago, um, but it's why I do what I do now. So I wasn't able to go back into work. I would go, I tried, I would cry. I was told I was making my um, peers uncomfortable with the, all the emotions I was having. So I quit. So for me to invest in myself was a choice I had to make. Um, and that's why I'm so interested in helping others with their traumatic truths because we all I mean the older you get you'll find something something will traumatize you whether it leaves you with PTSD in a big way that's clinically definable or in a smaller way where it just changes the way that you live your life that's I think the nature of PTSD is if you come and you let me give an example if you trip down a stairs and now you you every time you you approach a stairs you hold a rail that was a defining life moment for you it's changed the way you see your future so that's what happened to me um and so then I I ended up teaching acting I started using my pain in my teaching and I saw how effective that was to help other people to, to acknowledge their pain and tap into their truth so then became a director after that and um yeah, one of the next films I'm doing actually is about the story of me finding my fiance dead. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be healing myself. Well, that's definitely a motivating factor, right? So yeah. you uh, you went you were in a business world where they're actually telling you to tap down your feelings because it was not working in the business culture. To now an industry which you get to tap into your feelings yeah. and get to have a voice be heard. Yeah, that's very exciting. Uh, you came from entrepreneurs, right? Your, your mom and your father were entrepreneurs. So being an entrepreneur, is that uh, scary for you? Is that just kind of natural and inherent feeling or? Not natural at all. Terrifying. <laughs> um, it's terrifying because I associate and as I imagine uh, many young entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs of all, you know, all age ranges imagine it is, I tie it directly to whether or not my parents are proud of me. I tie it directly to my success as a human more than is it my, is it success in business? So it's so meaningful to me. It's every waking hour, every minute, every vacation, my birthday, every day I work and I, I love what I do, but the, it's so intrinsically tied to how I feel about myself that that's why I I feel like I have success. But you're in a passion industry, but there's there's definitely a business to the film industry, right? Mm -hmm. There's a business side. Are you, did you bring in people to run the business side so you can deal more with the passion side or because of your past experience, you're actually, actually able to, to manage both? I do have people that I work with that help me with the business side, but it's really a collaboration. My, um, my inspiration is Andy Warhol's uh, The Factory and how he ran that 
business, which was our creating art, is what we are looking to do um, and what we have been doing. So we use everyone in-house. In everyone wants to be part of what we're doing. And we are making prestige pieces first before going. That's why my list of awards is so long before going into because um, it's a it's a tough industry, you know, it's a really tough industry. And making money in it is there's ways that it can be easy, but it's also, you know, tough like everything else. So sure. that's the approach that we're using is making something different, making something important, and making something that can help heal the divisiveness in our world. Fantastic. Let's think back a little bit. Uh, you've been in business for a while now. So is there anything that you would look back now and saying, gosh, you know, I, I would I would have done this differently, knowing knowing what I know today? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The first couple of films that I made, I actually didn't finish. Um, I still have, I don't know, I don't know where they are now, but I just they never they never were finished because of the perfectionism. I kept tweaking, kept tweaking. And this is like back in 2015. Um, and I felt like nothing was going to be good enough, that these were just not good enough. But it is those experiences why I will never not finish a film again. I will even if it's not perfect, it's fine. It's you have to you have to let it out because it's part of the cathartic realism process is about the release of it. So a big thing that we have, we use a lot of science in our approach to how we're making films. And that's science that goes both for the audience as well as the creators. But we use a lot of the shame resilience theory from Dr. Brene Brown. And a big part of that is uh, speaking your truth and owning your story. And so in this release, even if the film isn't perfect that's okay because you're speaking to an audience of people who need to hear that this is normal they need to hear that they're not alone and so in my earlier work when it wasn't about um cathartic realism and it was just films you know to make films that's when I came very self-aware of like oh that cut's not perfect but now that I'm doing this for something that is greater than myself I I rush to release everything. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, because it's yeah. a story to be told. So if it's sitting in the closet, the story's never going to get told. Yeah. But you're also successful. You won your credentials say that. You won a lot of awards uh, personally and through your films. So is there any uh, key decision, one or two, that was a catalyst to your success? Um, Investing in it. Um, all my short films are incredibly expensive. <laughs> <laughs> they're really expensive but you get what you pay for and I think if you are looking to you need to put people around you that are able to do what you want because you can't make a movie alone you just simply cannot and so if you're going to pay for a DP who doesn't quite know what they're doing because they're new to it then you're going to get a film that looks like they that you didn't quite know what you were doing so I just I heavily invest in myself and the product. Fantastic. Let's take a commercial break. All right. So this is your time. Cathartic realism. Tell me, uh, tell us what you wanted to tell us. Tell us about uh, your maybe a film coming up or anything you would like to promote. This is your chance to uh, let our listeners hear more about what, what your company is all about. 
Okay, I would love to. So, um, <laughs> so what you're going to see is a the trailer for Blueberry, and it is a cathartic realism film that is about the male perspective in miscarriage and miscarriage and COVID. So something that's under underknown is a anything about what the male goes through, which is actually quite significant. But it's also in COVID how they perform. Um, the medical procedures that go along with miscarriage that you have to go through it alone you cannot have your partner there and so this film was the way that andrew who is the star in it was able to process his feelings of um of not feeling he was feeling emasculated because he wasn't able to be there for his partner at while she was going through such a tough time but also his ability to they ended up breaking up over this um but it was his love letter to her so. there's probably not much conversation from the male side on this particular topic out there there's none he did a lot of research on support groups of which he could find nothing and so we're really hoping as we release this that that can change and he doesn't want to be you know no one wants to be like the poster child for the male perspective of miscarriage but someone has to do it you know and i mm -hmm. think that these are the things when we start to speak our truths, which is what cathartic realism is all about. It's about uh, speaking your experience and be using the tools of cinema to show what that experience was like through the color, through the sound design, through all through the, the edits, how we show people what it felt like. And the thing that's really defining about cathartic realism is that you get to write your own ending. And that helps you reclaim your story and makes you the victor when before you felt like the victim. So in this version of the story, him and, and his partner stay together. You know, what I love about that is no matter who I talk to, even the business side, I always ask them to tell their story. And there's always a story. Oh, it's not always, it's always not the story that we read in storybooks. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, there's a lot of different reasons people get into business uh, to prove a point, to find a passion. It could be a product or a service, but most of it's an emotional side to them. And so everybody goes through trauma. Everybody has one. I'm sure you could just, you know, interview 10 people and 10 people have had a traumatic story but not all wanted to tell it or want somebody else to tell it for them but you you're able to take a story and through your filmmaking add the emotion to it right you mentioned about filming techniques yes. can you talk a little bit a little bit more about that because that's that's such an important part right yeah, it is. It's an incredibly important part. Um, so the science that we use starts with the telling of the film, because as you were mentioning, it is very hard to get people to want to talk about their traumatic experiences, but it's through these uh, different psychiatric and therapeutic remedies that we, we, I walk through with the artist in this journey in a way that's healing for them to talk about it and they get to talk to the people that they weren't able to talk to through art they get to have conversations they weren't able to have and reclaim their power because a big part of trauma is the shame of how you reacted to that traumatic experience so in this art we're allowing people to have a second chance at some of those experiences um and then when you're showing people things about how it felt so for example if the 
if the moment was really terrifying for you and you felt like you couldn't really see what was going on, then you there we can play with focus. We can play with the quickness of the edit. We can play with the color. We can play with the sound design. We can play with all of the things to really move you as the audience into that perspective. Because what I think is really important is that not everyone feels the same way to different stimuli. Our first uh, cathartic realism film was about kidnapping and rape. And not everyone feels the same way about being raped. And so you can tell this same story over and over again and still have completely different films, even though the catalyst is the same. And I think that's important that we create a library of human experience. The more that we're going into AI and AI and, you know, different methods of how to create a film, like a superhero film, the less that we are connected to each other and the human experience. I love the thought, library of human experience. Yeah. How nice that would be. And capturing the human experience, as you said, as AI gets more and more developed, pretty soon the AI is going to tell the story. It's not going to be have the emotional component to it. Yeah. Let's switch gears. <clears throat> you are still a business at the end of the day. And you are facing, you know, today's headwinds of labor. I'm sure you need labor and, and costs are going up because I'm sure you have investors and things like that. How are you navigating? How are you seeing today, 2022? Does it affect your industry? Does it affect you? Are you investing? Are you slowing things down? Is it hard for you to get labor? Um, how are you navigating as the CEO owner of your company? So we are actually ramping up uh, the less protocols that are necessary per SAG or other unions. Uh, those are those are changing right now. And people are the artists themselves, the actors, the cinematographers, the grips. They're sick of all of the protocols. So being able to work in art has been very exciting for people. Um, you just have to make sure you pay them well, you know, and I think that's where people love to come work for me. I Every crew I've ever worked with wants to work with me again because I respect their time, but they're also doing something that's important for the future of humanity. I know that's a, it's, that's how my sets feel, right? Because mm -hmm. we're witnessing someone heal through the art that we're doing. So the entire crew gets really close because it's not just about putting together a movie. It's about changing someone's life. Sure, capturing the emotion. Everybody's got to be on board for that. Yeah. Claire, I guess this is an interesting question. I don't know how you're going to answer it. Uh, who are your customers? I mean, uh, that's, yeah. that's a good question. Or is the whole world your customers? Well, okay. So I guess there's different ways to look at that when you're looking at film, right? So it, when we're talking about who wants to make a film with me, who's actually going to pay me to do this? Um, it's my fellow artists, right? So the community that I have is in incredible. Um, and they want to put money into it. So everything has been funded by um, a group of people, either through crowdfunding, but then I also have main investors that invest in my films and make sure that I can continue to create because they know that there is a long-term goal here. So then the next step of what my company is doing is then they're when we make feature films, there's a range of places to sell to because of streaming services. So if you get any prestige, it is much easier to sell to your Amazon Prime, to your Hulu, in addition to getting it um, on 
local cable networks, right? There's a ton of places to sell films. You just have to make sure that the film you're making is under a certain amount. So you know you can recoup that for your investors. So it just depends on what side of the coin we're talking about because my company makes short films and feature films. So making money for short films, someone will come to me and say, hey, I want to make my story and they get the money for that and then pay me. If I'm making a feature film, then I find the financing, but then we sell the film. Okay, so some of you listening today who have a story, a compelling story, it's important to them and the wherewithal, they could come to you and you could help get that out potentially, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. That is and, my greatest pleasure in life. So if there's anyone who has a story who they're they're afraid to tell it, I will walk you through the writing. I will walk you through the acting. You don't have to even have acted before, but if you want to be in it, you, I will train you to be able to be an actor. Okay. All right. That's part of your background as well. Yeah. Um, and I imagine anybody who's listening who would like to get involved and support what you're doing can be an investor. You'll, I guess you'll take Absolutely. investments from anybody who's willing to send it your way. It depends. Yeah, maybe, maybe, not. Yes. maybe not too broad, yes. right? Um, there is a level of what's interesting about cathartic realism is that it takes the human experience or the political uh the political landscape that we're in is removed. But mm-hmm. I still will vet the any investor because it, they're not just investing in me, they're not just investing in our community, but they're becoming a part of our community. And they're becoming a big part of the community because they're now able to tell me that's an important story. That's a really important uh, element. Let's be your head back because I do get a lot of stories and we have to pick which ones are next or what the slate's going to look like. So there's a lot of trust there. But if anyone is interested in some in what we're doing, I would love to get a coffee and figure out how we can be working together because it is about the human experience. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Okay, so you personally, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Okay, you're still okay. a leader. You're a very busy person. You have a lot on your table. You are facing uh, headwinds today. You do have people that work for you. Uh, but how do you get yourself out of bed in the morning? What keeps you focused? So this is emotional. <laughs> I don't know why I got so emotional on this. I don't know if you can tell through Zoom, but um, it's the people that I'm healing you know, or the people that I'm working with to heal because they need it now, you know, they need it yesterday. And it, it, the relationships become familial. Um, So I'm doing it for my family. I'm actually an only child. And so I don't have any siblings and this is how I get my family, right? These are my chosen family. And when someone's heart is on the line, I will wake up early for that. And so we have enough projects that are of incredible importance to me that are currently on the slate that I, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure, you know, it's an absolute pleasure to wake up and focus on what they need. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Do you, do you have, you know, you came from a good background in this industry, but do you have mentors to help you guide you and, a circle of uh, people around you from all different aspects to get, keep you on course? Um, I have mentors in different areas and I take all the different things that they say and I have to put it into my own path. Um, mm-hmm. I love learning. So I 
would love to meet even more people that are further along with what I am trying to do, or even in small aspects of what I'm trying to do. But I do, I, I do have people, but I have like a science mentor. I have the, my, an acting mentor. I have a business mentor and it, it, the hard part of having all of those, you know, separate entities mentoring is that it comes into conflict sometimes mm -hmm. and that's where I'm really at now which is why the reaction I had to your question was like <laughs> um because I I sometimes feel like I have to make these choices and you know you don't know if you're making the right one you never know yeah yeah well at the end of the day you you gather all the information and it's ultimately your decision right you pick what's choose what's best for yourself yeah Clara, um, how can people get a hold of you? Should you want them to, if they would like to get connected with what you're doing, what's the best way for them to do that? I would love for people to contact me regardless of why. Um, let's try to keep it positive, y'all, but um, they can contact me through Instagram if they'd like. It's Claire underscore Chubbuck or through the Cathartic Realism website. My email's on there. You can really just reach out to me. I handle all of these personally um and i respond to everyone so even if it isn't positive and is negative and you don't like what i'm doing i'll respond to you too so um well, feel free to reach out well let's keep it positive there's no reason not to i know but some people <laughs> <laughs> some people but it's okay it's it's a relationship that i start anyway because there's something there's something to be said about negativity and how we can change that collectively yeah I'm totally agreement. Totally agreement. Claire, you're a very busy person for you to take time out of your day to show your insight, your wisdom, uh, fascinating uh, discussion. I love learning about what you're doing. I love your heart behind what you're doing. And I fully support that. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. Rich LeBrun here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show, include the hashtag Get It Done Entrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.